When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, my name is Divine Philemond, and I'm the host of POV My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. If you're new, Welcome. Welcome to our little world. Have a seat on our fluffy pink couch. I think you will come to find that basically this podcast, it's about my fifis, my feelings, um, but it's also about, you know, the human experience, the girly experience, all of the things that we think about and we suffer and we cry about. This is very much a safe space. This is a place for the girls, the gays, the thems, and the theys. And sometimes for the boys. I will say that. Because, you know, learning is a universal experience. And there really is no sex agenda or race or color when it comes to education and learning and, and life's experience. So um, I'm really excited because, like, as I've done the podcast, it's been two years now, if you can believe it. That's absolutely absurd. Um, actually, this life. It's like one and a half. We haven't gotten to the two-year market. We're almost gonna get there soon. But as I've I've as I've done this podcast, I've really realized that the goal is to destigmatize the hard parts of life. Okay. Because listen, baby, I'm shameless. I'm gonna tell you how I feel and I'm gonna express myself and I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna be raw and I'm gonna be vulnerable. And if you can't accept that, that's okay. Maybe it's not your cup of tea, but I know in my experience and the experience of my friends, there's a lot of things we went through that had there been a person to say, hey, I went through this thing and it and it went like this and it sucked or it was great. Here's what I learned. We could have saved ourselves a lot of problems. Okay. So I hope in my vulnerability and my honesty and my truthfulness and my lived experience that you can avoid some hard lessons. You know what I'm saying? And I always try that by the end of the episode, you can have something that you learn that you take away from. Um, a lot of people have described this like being on a FaceTime with a friend for different reasons you know sometimes it's just that the can conversation is so candid and other times it's that like I'm going from subject to subject to subject and I'm like there's so much tea I gotta tell ya you know so this is the kind of place where you go and I say do you want some tea and you say do you mean like tea to drink or tea for the girls and then I'm like both sister sit down 
Okay, so I'm super excited and I'm I feel I'm feeling blessed. I'm feeling hashtag blessed because I think as you can see already from the the imagery, I'm really excited to share that I am. Well, Apple has featured me as a creator we love exclamation mark that exclamation mark is so important so throughout the year apple podcast celebrates well-established well-established podcasts leading their categories and i was selected for society and culture you guys you guys is that not so exciting it's so exciting because if you've been here since the beginning you know that without a doubt every six months Every season months, we have a mental breakdown because we're like, why are we doing anything? <laughs> why am I doing anything? Why am I, why am I working? Why am I doing this podcast? Everything takes so much time. Wah, 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 wah. And you know, every six months I get in my fifis and I'm like, the world does not acknowledge me. And oh boy, was this an acknowledgement. I think we can, I think we can say that. So if you're new here, go ahead and just dive deep. Honestly, you can start from anywhere, sis. Okay, you can start from anywhere. And then you will come to find my personality very quickly. But I'm so excited to share this news with you. I've been, y'all know I like to, y'all know I like to, um, to jibber jabber. Y'all know I like to run my mouth. So you can only imagine how difficult it was for me to keep this under wraps. But nevertheless, we're here and I'm so excited to share this moment with you. I'm just so happy, y'all. Welcome to my beautiful little world. And, you know, I hope we all leave our world, this world, our Barbie world. Um, I hope we all leave feeling better, feeling lighter, feeling happier. The goal is joy, you guys. And and that's really all there is to it. Through my venting, through my my crying, my <laughs> my lived experience. I hope you know there are lessons to be learned for you and I. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. I love you so much. Yeah, so this episode is an update, so keep listening, alright. to hear me no but either way we're here hello guys welcome to a little update of pov you're my therapist the podcast where i vent you listen and you do not get paid it's been a while right it's been like a month um which honestly has not been that long but that was also the amount of time that i did my last hiatus but like i said this hiatus is gonna be a little bit longer because we're actually being organized. We're taking care of our things. We're being an adult this time, okay? Because I have big plans and I can't wait for all of them to come into fruition. So the reason why we're doing this little one is just a little update, just to remind you that you still love me, you know, because I don't want you to forget it. So if you follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, go do that now, Vinephilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, uh, you can see that I have been in New York, New York, the city that never sleeps, the city that the rats think that they're cute like squirrels, so they play shamelessly out in public. <laughs> 
I'm here for Tribeca Festival and it's been good. I had a couple meetings and there's something coming out this week that I'm super excited for you guys to see. I've had to fucking follow an NDA, which never in my life did I think I could not yap about what I was doing. And um, that was really scary because they actually like uh, enforced their NDAs. And I may have like shit myself just a little bit when I found that out. So I'm really excited for that to come out. But most of this time has honestly been spent in a panic. <laughs> yes, because right after I went on the hiatus, you know what also happened? That was also when my job ended. That was when I got laid off. So I spent like a week crying and having panic attacks and that was so much fun um yeah I had a panic attack every day because it's just very scary to have to depend on yourself but I think that's also where you know being a faithful person and having a big ego dick comes in because man you can't tell me shit about myself and like I can have all of my doubts in the world but the minute they come out of somebody else's mouth I'm like how dare you how dare you? I had to kind of treat myself like the other person who's voicing their doubts. And every time like a doubt comes out of my mouth, I'm like, Divine, don't say that. That's rude. How could you say that to Divine? Don't do that. Divine is working so hard and so cruel of you to put doubts in her head. Don't do that. So it was a very scary time, but I think I'm more so starting to get into the motion of it. I've tried to keep myself busy because, you know, idle hands are the devil's playground. So I've tried to keep myself busy by thinking of new ideas, doing new things for the podcast, interviewing guests. And I'm so excited about that because it's been so interesting to see different people's points of views. And like I had somebody on the podcast the other day who they're a mom and obviously I'm not a mom, but obviously I'd like to be a mom. Maybe if I can like ensure that my kid is not a shithead. Yes. But if I can't do that, maybe I won't be a mom. I don't know. But I had someone who was a mom and like they were telling me all of the things that they went through with pregnancy and how their body changed and how their body didn't change. And and like, you know, they thought like they were going to get titties. Did they get titties? No, it was such a shame. But it was just so interesting knowing like learning all of these things. And and I'm also I'm going to be coming back to New York in July, which like this is my least favorite place on earth. Can I just say that? Like, not to, like, piss off any New Yorkers, but I don't like it here. I feel like everybody's really unfriendly. Not to go on a tangent, but to absolutely go on a tangent. Everyone's so fucking rude. And, like, the amount of people who don't let me pet their dogs, like, it's obscene. Like, why? Why is this happening? And then the air up here is horrendous. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, complain. But, like, the air up here is really bad. Because y'all know I'm from Georgia. I live in the middle of nowhere, like we got horses and shit, and there's so many trees and stuff, and it, it's like, you know, it gets hot, and it's muggy, and it's gross outside, but this New York heat is just a little different, and I don't understand it. I get so hot so easily, and like, I literally was asking myself, I was like, bitch, like, do we have to be doing 12, 3, 30? Because... We ain't got no endurance up in here. Like, why am I breathing so hard? Why am I sweating? Like, what's happening? And then I met with a friend of mine who is a long distance runner. She moved up here two days before I did. And she's from Dallas. And she's a long distance runner running like 20 miles a day. She did like a little two mile walk in the city and she was huffing and puffing. And she was like, I feel like I'm going to die. And I was like, okay, slay. So it's not just me. It's something in the air. 
And people were like showing me because this is the week after the fires and people were showing me pictures of like the sky. And I said to somebody, I said, oh, so it was like a stand, a tanger, a tangerine, a what did I say? A tangerine is a tangerine, a yellow fruit. Yes. It was like a tangerine starburst exploded. And he goes, no, it was like a Cheeto bag exploded. And I was like, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. I feel like I can taste the remnants of the Cheeto air and the thickness of it. So I'm, it's, it's not really pleasant for me right now. Um, you know, God bless the New Yorkers and the people that actually live here. I'm not one of them. Thank God. Asalaamu Alaikum. But yeah, it's just not my fave place. Um, but also, but a lot of good things have been going on. I went to my first movie premiere and no, I did not get to walk the carpet cause I was late. As always, I was late. So I got rushed inside and it was at the Apollo theater and the Apollo theater, which like I've never been. So unless you've been, it's a very, um, it's an experience because I, I before I went, my friend, she was like, it's very small. And I was like, you know what? You're real. You skinny mini. You're warning me. Your your friends, your thick friend that it's a small seat. You're real for that. I was like, I yeah, you got my back. Like, thank you. But she kept reiterating it. And I was like, okay, bitch, I get the point. And she was like, no, like, it's really small. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's really small. And I'm like, all right, am I going to go to this or not? I finally went because I just didn't want to go home. So I went and it was small. The seats were small and not like booty wise small, but like my five foot three knees were touching the seat in front of me. And I was like, oh, my God, is this what the tall people feel like on airplanes? This is kind of terrible. So I sat in this tiny little cramped seat. And then the worst part was they had me on the mezzanine, which was on the balcony. And the railing, y'all, I'm 5'3". The railing came down to my knees. I simply felt that the slightest wind would topple me over and I would fall to my death. I was already reading the headlines. Influencer slash TikToker slash podcaster falls to death at Apollo Theater. Uh, police are investigating the height of the railings. So I was like, what the fuck? And I just, I clenched, like my asshole was clenched the whole time. Like just trying to be one with my seat so I wouldn't even get near the railing. And I was like, this shit is weird. And I was asking myself, like, maybe I have big knees. Like I'm trying to like victim blame and like my heels were a little high. And like, you know how like having high heels and sitting in an uncomfortable position is like, it throws the whole shit off. So I'm like thinking about all this. I'm like, maybe it's Mia. It's me. It's definitely me. And then also this was the same night that I realized how steep a lot of the stairs in New York are because I almost ate shit twice, almost ate shit twice, rolled my ankle. I was like, fuck this. I'm walking around barefoot. Um, and I fell at one with the rats at that moment. But I went to the bathroom at the Apollo and the fucking sink came up to my knee. I said, oh, y'all have the problem. Y'all were not really thinking about this, like, when y'all made it. I don't know if this was made for, like, the tiny little minuscule Irish people. I don't, like, uh, well, it's in Harlem, so it's, like, it was black people out there. But I guess they did not really put any thought or consideration into when they were building it because it's, like, everything's fucking short. And I know y'all had six-foot um, people back then because I read that book 
that childhood book, what is it, like Magical Henry or something about the really big black boy? Yeah, I read that as a child. So I'm like, no, y'all had like big ass people. So I went to see The Blackening. The movie premiere I went to was The Blackening. And I really enjoyed it because it was really, really funny. The humor wasn't like in your face trying to be funny. It wasn't cracking jokes left and right. It wasn't like scary movie funny, black exploitation in that way. It was more so that <laughs> you're in a horror movie and scary things are happening and you just so happen to be with a lot of black folks. That's it. That's literally it. There's a line in the movie where it's like, we can't all die first because, you know, in horror movies, the black people always die first. And then there's always a final girl. There's there's certain horror movie tropes, right? And everybody dies in the horror movies. There's always the survivor, the one person that survives, the final girl, the sexiest girl of them all. And there's always like the like the kind of bimbo girl who, oh, my God, we should go upstairs. And it's like, babe, the door is right there. <laughs> Why are you running up the stairs? So there's always that. And then there's always the people who want to have sex during the horror movie. Yes. Okay. There's always the couple. And then there's always the, who else is there? There's always like, I'm trying to remember all of my horror tropes. There's always the person who wants to split up. Oh my God, that's it. Yeah, who wants to split up. And this movie was so funny because it worked with all of those things, but it was also very, no, we're not doing that, girl. I've seen the movies. Like, we've seen the movie. Like, at one point, the door opens by itself. And in a normal horror movie, the person would have been like, hello? hello which always pissed me off which is something my mom does every time she like i'm sorry every time there's an, an intruder there's never been an intruder every time she's thought that there's an intruder in the house you know what she does you know what she does divine is that you divine and i'm like girl i would have just killed you if i was an intruder because why would you do that i on the other hand i don't know if i've ever told this story and i'm about to and on the other hand, what I would do, okay, I'm getting my my weapon of choice. <laughs> Thank you. Getting my weapon of choice, grabbing my phone, running into a closet. I'm hiding. I'm calling 911. Hello? I'm calling and I'm texting 911. And then I'm texting my mother to be like, hello, are you in the house? I'm not calling you. Why would I do that? Okay, because I I believe in preservation of life. So I'm not going to die just because I want to be curious to hear the voice of the murderer talking about, hey, who's in my house? Hello, girl, like, let's have the upper hand here. Hide in a closet or a good hiding spot and we'll see who's in the house. And then if it's somebody we know, then OK, cool. And if it's not, we keep hiding and we call the police. Like, come on now. So anyway, so the door opened ajar. And in the normal horror movies, they would go and, and explore and investigate. Um, this character, he said, uh-uh. And he shut the door. He said, no. <laughs> no, if there's a ghost, I don't want to know. And I was like, period, period. Because that's what the heck I do. Um, actually, I don't know if I'd do that. I wouldn't close the door if the door closed by, like, open by itself. I'd probably, like, bust the door open real fast. So, like, if there's somebody in there, I'd be like, who the f are you? 
get out of my house get out of my house yeah so this is a story I don't think I've ever told before when I was in college I came home to visit my mom and it was just like us two and she used to work nights and obviously she was not going to change that schedule for my little ass okay so she used to work nights and she I was like asleep in my bed and so I was alone I was alone in the home okay in the middle of the night I hear something rustling I hear like rustling and I wake up at the, I'm a soft sleeper. I wake up at the slight sound of rustling, eyes wide open. I'm like, is that a rat? I'm like, is that a mouse? Because the thing was at that time, I was at war with a possum that used to come onto my porch and try to steal food. And he was very brazen about it. Like he wasn't, he was like looking at you like, what are you doing in my house? Like, this man, I don't even want to call him a possum. It was a man, bombastic, like, way too comfortable in this place. So, I thought for a second, I was like, all right, maybe it's the possum. And But then I heard, like, door shutting, door opening, clacking, all of it. Like, accident, like, like, very loud. You know what I did? I didn't go, hello, who is that? I took my phone. I called my mom. She didn't pick up. I texted my mom. She didn't pick up, which checks out because she's at work. So I take the phone and I call the police and I get in my closet and I say, hello, is someone in my house? There's someone in my house. And they're like, do you know who it is? I'm like, if I fucking knew who it was, would I be calling you right now? Okay. So they're like, we're sending somebody on the way, blah, 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 blah. Unbeknownst to me at this time, my neighbor, like right next door was a cop. So they dispatched him and like he came by. And then all I know is I hear banging on the door. My life flashing before my beautiful little eyes, honey bun. Is banging on the door. And then somebody is knocking on my door. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Cause I'm going to die. I was like the murderer, the murderer let his friends in through the front door. And now they're in my door and they're very polite, clearly. So hopefully they won't kill me too hard because they're knocking. Um, So they knocked on the door and then I opened the door and it was my mom. And, and she was holding a peanut butter jelly sandwich with her headphones around her neck. Celine Dion blasting through the ear earmuff thingies. And I was in shambles. I was weeping. And I remember the cop was so mad. He was like, why didn't you call her? <laughs> he was like, you at least could have like sent her a text to let her know like you're on your way back. He was very agitated. And he's looking at her and my mom's laughing. And I think that's what pissed him off. Was my mom's laughing and I'm crying. And he's, poor thing, having to console me. And then he's like, can you text her next time? Can you call her next time? Because like I never really... Like, I never really paid attention to my neighbor, but like he was my neighbor. And my mom was like, I'm so sorry. And she was laughing. I remember I was so mad. I was like, you hate me. This is why I have issues. This is why I'm broken. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Clearly, clearly, I remember that very vividly. Oh, I went to a Kim Cattrall talk and she is just so sexy. I get so excited seeing older women as I'm 27, clearly, <laughs> obviously. And um, I'm always afraid of like aging, not 
Yes, I was going to lie and say not because of how you're going to look. But like, I'm also, you know, black and and um, Caribbean. So I really ain't got shit to worry about. It's still a terrifying thing to think about your own mortality and getting older and whatnot. But I always feel so much more at peace with aging and just getting older and you know, my relationship status, my unwed, unkempt, unbarren womb. I, I'm i always more at peace with those things when I see women who are like in their 50s, 40s, 60s, just like living their best fucking lives, just like having such an air of confidence about them and just being so sexy and so poised and so alive in who they are and in the moment. And like, it's like their feet are at one with the ground and the ground is moving to bring them where they are. And I love that. And so seeing her was like really nice to see. And you know what? Seeing her, I blame everybody else on the Sex in the City crew and cast it's y'all yes she is the common denominator but you bitches is lying and i'm gonna stick by my girl each and every time but um what else is new i'm trying to think uh me and that boy broke up we're not talking about that one <laughs> we're not talking about that <laughs> but yeah i just wanted to come in and update you guys i can't wait to see you all again, to look you eye to eye. It's been really fun. Um, I met a lot of you guys. I met like six of you in one night and I was like, oh my God, I, she's a celebrity. So nice. But yeah, as always, the best way to support an independent podcast is to send it to your friends and family and your, even send it to your haters if you run out of people. Send it to like the cousin you hate, the uncle you hate. Send it to everybody. It doesn't matter. Like as long as you're sending it, just send it, you know? And I'm always active on uh, Instagram, on TikTok, at VinePhilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. And yeah, I love you. Okay, bye. Bye.